From Tritank Experimental Laboratory, this is the Tritank Podcast, where we talk about all things related to innovation in the church. I'm Father Lorenz Labrija. Thank you for joining us. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tritank Podcast. Joining us on the podcast today is Father Jason Pratty. He is the rector at All Saints Episcopal Church in New Albany, Ohio. He is, you're going to really enjoy this conversation. He's a, he's a good, uh, he's just, you can sense his energy for the ministry that he does. And today we've titled this episode, episode 008, on doubling down. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means and how we got there. But you just have to know, he is someone who really, he's, as he puts it, is, it's all about, as in Italian-Americans, all about people, faith, and love, which are his passions. His congregation has seen growth. We, we'll talk a little bit about that on the podcast. Uh, he's had adult baptisms. He's had 10 people go off to vocations, start their vocations through it. But particularly, we'll be talking about the Alive program, uh, which is a huge part of their congregation and how they have doubled down on Christian formation. You'll also get to listen to a wonderful word uh, that he, that I think I'll be using a lot more, which is seasoned saints to talk about people that are a little bit older in our congregation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, if you have any comments, please uh, let me know. And uh, God bless. And Father Jason, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Welcome to the TriTech Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. All right. So before we get talking about the, the the wonderful things that are going on in, of all places, New Albany, Ohio, who would have thought that that is the New Jerusalem for us all? But uh, would be, <laughs> before we talk about the wonderful things going on in New Albany, Ohio, I'd love to just, if you can tell us a little bit about your story. Well, how, how did you end you up in New Albany, Ohio? <laughs> to be clear, um, this isn't therapy. We're not going to tell me about your mother. Now, we don't have to go that far back or that deep, just superficially. Sure. How did I end up in New Albany? So um, I was, um, I come from the Roman Catholic tradition, being of Italian descent, and uh, one of a rare breed of going right into seminary right out of high school, believe it or not. So wow, um, the Roman program is eight years if you do it that way. And I did. I was ordained um, in 2002. So I've been at this now for 21 years, which is exciting. Um, I was active for six years in the Roman Catholic Church, having seven full-time jobs at one point. Wow. You're right. Um, with an expertise in liturgy, I was trained in liturgy and um, felt the call from the Lord, like Abraham leaving his homeland <laughs> to the promised land. Uh, I joined the Episcopal Church in 2009 and then eventually had my orders received in 2013. Okay. So part of my reception of orders, as I came into a church here in Columbus, St. James in Clintonville, Ohio, uh, was to check out another Episcopal church and to do kind of time there, which is actually how I found my way to All Saints in New Albany. Well, so I was there as I was transitioning uh, under the auspices of uh, Father Rick McCracken Bennett, who was also a former Roman Catholic priest, who founded the congregation that I am now the rector of. So 25 years ago, Father Rick began this, and that's kind of a whole story in and of itself. Uh, he and I are not only really good friends, he's still a member of the congregation, which is really Oh, kind of cool. wow, okay. Yeah, people, I say it to people like, what? I'm like, yeah, God does some really cool stuff. So <laughs> uh, I kind of came on once I was received as his assistant, and because the parish was growing, 
and still pretty young, um, did a lot of cool work with the vestry and the diocese. And I was named interim priest in charge, the rent to own program. <laughs> and I uh, kind of took them through three years of kind of an interim period. And then I was brought on as their rector. Um, so I kind of began there in 2014 as that priest in charge role. And then 2017, I, I become there for rector. So I've been there about nine years in the parish leadership at All Saints. Excellent. Wonderful. And so so for those who may not be familiar with what All Saints is like, it, get, what's it like uh, in the sense of how large is it? Uh, how active is it? So, so we are in the largest growing suburb of Columbus, uh, okay. believe it or not. Um, it's kind of the retail headquarters of Ohio. So limited brands, um, Express, Bath and Body Works are all headquartered actually here in New Albany. Um, oh. A huge brand new Intel plant will be coming to New Albany in the next three or four years, which will bring in almost 25,000 more people into this area, which is super exciting. Wow. So it's a yeah. large growing area. Uh, the parish um, has been grew through COVID, is still growing. I think last weekend when you combined um, online as well as in person, we probably had about 180 uh, folks for a summer. So we can go Not easily bad. over yeah, yeah. 250 during the kind of school year, if you think of it that way. So yeah. it's growing. It's a younger congregation. I would say the median age is mid-40s, um, mid to late 40s. Um, actually, interestingly enough, for a, a suburb in Ohio, pretty diverse. So oh. we have a budding Hispanic uh, ministry. And so our eight o'clock Eucharist is in Spanish twice a month. Is that slowly grown over time, which is pretty awesome. And you speak Spanish or are you? Interestingly enough, I was, I do not speak it conversationally, but I can celebrate the Eucharist in it. So there we, that's that that'll do right for, <laughs> right, which is pretty cool. And they've also been very involved in our formation program too. So that's a whole nother story, but Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a cool congregation. It's growing. It's vibrant. There's a lot of amazing ministry that's popping up there. We can chat about that, I'm sure, too. And and I think that's what prompted this conversation, right? So the Tritech yeah. podcast it aims to to doing uh, things that we've done in, uh, for a long while in a new way. And what's interesting about this is that what we're about to talk about is not necessarily – a new way. We're we're literally going to talk about. I mean, the title of this episode is "Doubling Down." So mm -hmm. here's here's what I meant when I wrote that for for our listeners sure, and, sure. and for you, Father Jason. Uh, when we were, as I travel a lot around the country to see congregations. I travel sometimes around the world to see congregations. And in response to younger people not necessarily showing up at church on Sundays anymore, what we've seen is a bit, or what I would describe as a watering down a little bit of like, well, if only we, we change the music, if only we get rid of the, 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 the bells and, and, and all the things that people, yeah. that, that, that I would consider myself a high churchman. So, uh, the, the things that, that we would like, right? <laughs> is, is the, no, no, we need to do away with those so that we can attract more. And I've always been like, well, that seems, a little bit, is it working? And what we're seeing is that it's generally not working. It's not attracting young people. Young people right. have other deeper issues that they're dealing with about what church means to them and what faith means to them. But what you've done 
at at All Saints is you you came up and I think now's the time to talk a, a little bit about your formation program called sure. Alive. Yeah. Because uh when I was talking to Dr. Tr- uh, Trisha Patricia Lyons, she was telling me that she's like this is why this church is growing. He has gone out and said, "I'm going actually going to make it a little bit not harder for you to be a part, but I'm going to have expectations that you as a Christian want to grow and I'm going to help you grow, but that's not just going to happen if you just sort of phone it in. That's going to happen if you put your effort to grow in your relationship with Jesus and here's a way that it can look like. And that's sort of the alive program. Uh, am right. I more or less on the right neighborhood? 100%. I'm all about back to the future when it comes to church. <laughs> And so getting back to our roots, you know, it's it's about Christ. It's about the resurrection. Uh, that's who we are. Um, we are the people of the kingdom. We are people of resurrection. We're not the United Way with bad vestments and inconvenient meeting times. <laughs> it's about giving people. In fact, our parish uh, mission statement, which we just changed this year, is literally four words, encounter Jesus be disciples. And so kind of getting back to the way the early church existed right after Pentecost in Acts 2.42 becomes the kind of hub. So right after Pentecost, right after the Holy Spirit falls on the church and the church is just sent forth uh, to the world to proclaim the resurrection, they held fast to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of the bread, and the prayers. Those four key principles, which have become like the pillars of all saints, um, are really the driving factor, I think, for the growth, because it really does double down. It centers us in Christ. It deepens our discipleship. And, and that's really what's attractive. How so, did, so from, from the, from the Acts of the Apostles, that's basically become, if you will, another way of looking at it, because we did a podcast on this before. It sort of sounds a little bit like it, which mm-hmm. is, uh, that's kind of like your rule of life. Yeah. Right, because on your website, the way you describe them from uh, from Acts of the Apostles two forty two holds fast to the apostles' teaching, education, yep, fellowship, which is your communal life, yep. the breaking of bread, which is your sacramental life, yep. and prayers, which is your outreach. Right, and so <laughs> isn't that what everyone's looking for? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it would appear, right? The results seem to say that in Ohio that that, that it is resonating with people. And yeah. and how you're doing this that that they they found whether it be some authenticity if you want to call it or just a faith that's alive and and so let's go back for a second to talk about sure, alive. Sure. Can you explain that program to us? Yeah. So before I I want to explain that I want to kind of give you my how I I changed when I was a young priest. I remember a, a very holy elderly parishioner. It was maybe I was probably ordained for like two weeks at this point. <laughs> and a priest wet behind the ears. Wet behind the ears. And I remember I can still remember this conversation. She came up and she grabbed both my hands and she said, and she thanked me for my sermon. And she said, Father, we're so tired of watered down Christian self-help garbage. Just give us Jesus. And that has stuck with me through my entire priestly ministry. And that's kind of where Alive was born from, is really just giving people a chance to counter Christ, to learn why we are Christian and why we do what we do, and to set them on fire and allow him, I should say, allow him to set them on fire and get out of his way. So Alive kind of became born from COVID. And, you know, when you, 
when COVID hits and we're trying to figure out how to do church differently, and then we're coming out of COVID like a caterpillar, like a butterfly out of a cocoon, you know, we noticed that the tried old true methods not necessarily are working as they did before. We had a pretty vibrant Sunday school program during COVID and after COVID talking to families and parents, they're absolutely exhausted. I've always had a problem with the Sunday school method anyways, to be honest with you. it's We're trying to operate a school on a Sunday, just as parents who are exhausted with dealing with school Monday through Friday, to have their kids do it again on Sunday at a time during worship or in between worship, pulling kids out of the Eucharist experience of the whole congregation. Didn't seem like that's how the formation should be done. <laughs> We're going to take know? you away from the main thing to show you our version of the main thing over here for you. Yeah, we're just going to put you in that thing that you really hate Monday through Friday, and we're going to do it again <laughs> with Jesus. And by the way, here's some popsicle sticks and cotton balls, and that's the totality of teaching you <laughs> about the parables of our Lord. <laughs> so looking at that, watching a drop that actually occurred when it came to our children and youth formation after COVID, knowing that our world is now pulled in all kinds of different directions. I just really spent time in prayer and looked at the stuff that was working in our congregation and through my experience. And it really was the Acts 242 principle that people see to be engaged when there was deep formation. And I'm not talking wishy-washy formation. I'm talking looking at the tenets of the faith through our liturgy, because it's through the liturgy that Christ brings life to the church, especially through the Most Holy Eucharist. And so looking at, I've always believed in Lex Orandi, Lex Credendi, the law of prayer is the law of belief. And so looking at what we are praying, why we are saying it, the theology of our rich tradition. And so using, when you use those principles and you use the BCP with scripture, especially with Old Testament and New Testament, and especially with the early mothers and fathers of the church, they're there was always a deep excitement and hunger um, that I found in folks when you present the faith in those areas. So adult formation, kids formation, all of that spiraling around the Eucharist and the apostolic teaching. In a society that's so isolated and lonely, as social yeah. media is meant to draw us together and is pulling us apart, authentic Christian fellowship, not just, you know, sitting around, but building relationships with people excites folks. The sacraments, um, just watching how the liturgy has changed slowly at All Saints over the last nine years, especially with formation, and really giving people a rich, meaningful encounter with Christ. You know, I you mentioned about high church. I think we would probably call ourselves Anglo-Catholic. I kind of like to use the word blue-collar Anglo-Catholic a little bit. What does that mean? And I say that because <laughs> I think sometimes Anglo-Catholicism, the phrase gets lumped in with the high church rubricism of how big the endowment of the choir is and oh. how expensive the vestments are and the quality of your port or sherry at your coffee hour <laughs> instead of a deep sacramental understanding of our faith, recognizing Christ in the chalice and we recognize Christ in the gutter. A, a counter with Jesus in the liturgy that's meaningful, that drives us into mission and into the world. So I think that's what I mean. It's a liturgy that's full of the ancient symbols. We use incense all the time. We're an ad orientum parish. We moved that way during COVID after a lot of teaching and education, a uh, lot of chanting and singing, um, and that has driven tremendous amounts of ministry. So it's about encountering Christ in the Eucharist. So I think that's what I mean. It's not prissy liturgy. Um, but it's deep and rich sacramental liturgy, and that's okay. what's 
keeping people very deeply engaged and alive. Um, and then prayers. Hence, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, hence the name alive. But you were hence saying, the and then prayers. Please do go on about prayer. Yeah, so prayers, obviously, in that context, really means the daily prayers. We do, um, we actually have our own uh, breviary at All Saints called the New Albany Breviary. We have morning prayer Monday through Saturday at 9 o'clock. It's live streamed on YouTube Monday through Thursday and then pre-recorded on Friday and Saturday. Um, lay people, clergy lead it. Um, I'm amazed that sometimes 40 to 50 people are participating in that. Well, um, it's a, it takes the, um, office that's found in the book of common prayer, but also I think it adds the way the prayer book allows us to add with the, the ancient antiphons of the church. Some are from Orthodox Troparium or Kentuckian. Others are from, um, ancient monastic sources. And there's always a patristic reading that's engaged in that as well, too. Um, so prayers are not only the daily prayer of the church, but we see prayer as our, faith in life in the world, engaged in ministry and taking prayer um, outside. We have an amazing, and I would encourage you to go look it up. There's an amazing uh, Garden for All. It, they have their own website, which has been a powerful ministry that has just grown leaps and bounds since COVID. Uh, this week alone, they've just clipped over 4,000 pounds of produce wow. for local food pantries, 20,000 servings. 184 people in the community and the parish are engaged in it, about wow. 40 to 50 from the congregation, um, and the most from the community. It's it's an amazingly powerful ministry that I think has really been birthed because of all of the formation and all of the stuff that makes us come alive in Christ. So, And, and, and that's, I think, what, what the key is. It sounds to me as if, though, formation leads – to a program rather than a program hoping that that will lead to some sort of formation, right? It's right. Like you, you don't do a, a, a feeding program to try to form people. Rather, it is because people are formed, and Jesus says we need to take care of those who are at the, at the margins, those who are vulnerable. It is then that they're, from that formation, they act out of that, right? right. When we're fed by Christ in the Eucharist, how can we not feed the world? I mean, exactly. it, it goes back and it goes and then back and forth and we feed the world, but we can't do that without being fed by Christ in the Eucharist. So it's, it's that constant ebb and flow of the sacramental life of our faith. How would it, it so let's say that you happen to be at a, at a pub one afternoon and Father Lorenzo, who runs a small church, you know, maybe I have like 40 people and I'm like, Hey, I'm really interested in this program alive that you're all doing. It sounds like you obviously have, you're, you're probably the best evangelist for it yourself. You have such energy sure. about it. How, how can I start a program like that in my congregation? What would be the first steps you would ask? You would say, this is how you do it, Lorenzo. So this is what's interesting is the way that the kind of program runs is and and by the way the, the the diocese of southern ohio here has helped us double down using i'm using your phrase has helped us double down on the program uh, giving us kind of a, a grant through um the faith and life committee the diocese to make this program available to other parishes to be able to participate in it through the wonders of, of technology so is that already available now can other can people link to it somehow yeah, or it's 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 it'll start october um there's Videos and ways to do it, and I can talk about that too. Okay. Uh, but let me just give you an idea of how it works. Yes. Um, it's the, once again, the reason I call it alive and our logo is a phoenix of one of the earliest symbols of the resurrection because it's heavily resurrection based. It's all BCP oriented. So it's a rights based formation program that's a three year cycle. So year one is really um, unpacking the Eucharist, our Eucharistic liturgy. 
from the vestments all the way through to the dismissal almost every month. Uh, year two is going to be about the liturgical year. So we'll begin that in October. So it's always a month ahead of the liturgical year. Uh, so for example, October will be saints and souls to prepare us for all saints day and all souls in November. And then November will be about Advent and et cetera, Got et cetera. It. And then year three will be about the sacraments and unpacking the liturgy uh, in the BCP in the formation program. So level one which is a multi-generational parish formation program. It is for all ages. Um, my congregation, is, we worship in, because we're only 25 years old, we haven't quote-unquote built the church yet. I don't know if that'll happen, <laughs> but we have sanctified our space. And so it's a flexible environment, at least with the chairs. We don't have pews, we have chairs. And so tables are kind of formed all around a sanctuary that's ad orientem with smells and bells and a communion rail and the whole works, which is really kind of cool. <laughs> All ages gather at the table for Eucharist at five o'clock. Um, there is a table for our youth, our teens, uh, but our younger folks can sit together. They can fit, sit with their families. They can sit with other parishioners. And so it's kind of the whole parish gathered around. I had 200 people participate in this last year, which is wow. incredible. So it begins at five o'clock with Eucharist. Um, and immediately following Eucharist, uh, about six o'clock, quarter six, we have a parish potluck. So if you notice already, we have breaking of the bread and now we have fellowship. And so everyone eats together. Um, we, I, I, I laughingly joke, sometimes we're called all snacks because we have a parish <laughs> who really loves to eat and fellowship together. Um, and not then a bad after, thing, not a bad thing, you know. Not a bad thing, right? <laughs> um, and then after that meal, um, there's a teaching. And it's a multi-generational teaching. Normally, the younger ones up to third grade, I bring up at the beginning of the of the lecture. And there's always something tactile for them. So, for example, we were talking about Holy Week. I had the kids come up and we I held the Paschal candle. We talked about the Paschal candle and they smelled the beeswax of the Paschal candle and, you know, some of that stuff. And then they actually, if they want, they can stay in the room. And I have some kids who do. Or they can go off to their own um, program that's about the same theme that their parents and siblings and other people will be learning to. But it's just really for the really little ones um, to do some more hands-on stuff. Um, the The class will go until – and there's table discussions and all kinds of things. And the class will go until about 7.30, and then we end with Compline or we end with a prayer. So that's kind of our level one program. If and how folks, often is that? That's once a month? It's the first Sunday of every month. Got it. Okay. First Sunday of every month. And so the reason other parishes can participate is it's all live on YouTube. So parishes can watch and participate. We'll be doing some videos, editing and stuff after it's up. So parishes can use it, but you can watch live, which is really cool. And I have people watching from all over the country. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. We have people from various parts who have found us who participate. And what's exciting is if you want to go deeper, then you participate in level two. So level Two means you participate in level one, and then you join a small group. And they're made up of the nine to 12 people. Um, we have various small groups. One is a Zoom group specifically for those who are watching from other states who want to participate. Uh, there are some in the afternoon for some of our seasoned saints who don't like to drive at night. There's some for young <laughs> families. There's some for those who want to go to restaurants, some for them to be in the home, etc. And there's always three questions um, that they are to ask as they eat together that tie back into the theme for the month. And so that's kind of level two. And then and, and to be clear, though, you you must have done 
level one to be a part of level two. You can't just say like, listen, I'm going to skip the big thing and just go to the small group. No, no, no. You got to double down. So you go to level two. I think we had close to 75, 80 folks in our level two class. Well, if you want to go deeper, (laughs) level three. And level three is a really a deep dive into the theme of the month. So for example, October coming up will be about saints and souls. And so the level three class will be the theology of Christian burial and preparing for your own funeral. So it'll be a a deeper class into that. I actually had to offer two sessions of that one-on-one class because I had so many people engaged in it and I wanted to keep it a small number. So I think there's like 55, 60 that were involved in that level three class. Wow. But to be in level three, you have to do level one or two. Level so one or two and two, obviously. And yeah, two. Yeah. And yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so someone's making a commitment. Uh, it could yes. be th- uh, three weeks now each month that they're if, – if it's a weekly level one, level two, level three, they basically are like once a week I'm going to do this commitment to go deeper into my faith for the next year. Yeah. Wow. Not only do they have – That three, is doubling down. Right? So not only are they participating in three physical formation events, but we we have we've been using a neat program called Flocknote, which is a really cool texting capability program for the congregation. And so we're sending out reflection questions almost every week uh, that have to deal with the theme or that make you think about what the the level one class was. There's some just specific for families that they can ask around the dinner table. There are some for our adults. Um, so not only are they getting three times a month, but then they're getting all these constant reminders. And so the whole parish is kind of centered around this once a month theme, which is really and what's interesting. As you're doing it now in these levels, it is possible, going back to the example of Father Lorenzo with his little church, that if yeah. I have a small congregation somewhere and, and I'm like, I don't have the time to put together, I'm, maybe I'm bivocational or something like, but hold on. Starting this October, we can join in with uh, the new the live classes from New Albany, and then we just have our own discussions locally. And then right. I can do the other the small groups and others. Those are just, but and it sure it requires me as a priest to to do this work with with the people in my congregation. But isn't that exactly what we're called to do as priests? Right? right. It's like this is yeah. this is it's not just Sunday morning, but rather we're living into our our discipleship. And what happens or. Have you gotten yet? What what will happen when someone goes through the three years? What happens in year four? And they want to so keep going deeper. We're going to start back at one. Uh, yeah, which is really kind of cool. So it really is meant to continue the kind of circle, you know, because, it. and there's always something that's going to be new that you're going to find and always something you're going to pick And always the on. contexts are going to be different. I mean, if you think about yeah. it, the three-year lectionary, no one's ever said like, oh, that story, I've heard it so many times and it hasn't brought anything new to me in years. Like, mm, right? I don't, I don't think you're actually it's hearing good. it, right? This is amazing. So where can someone go to find out more if they want to participate in a live well, a from their congregation? Um, as I mentioned, we're we're now going to be recording all level one, but the level three classes will also be recorded. So like you said, you know, Father Lorenzo at a small parish can easily watch the level one. I And what's happening now, are there are other parishes in the diocese who are going to be joining us. Some will be live. Uh, some are going to watch the videos the following Sunday together as a parish. Um, as well as those who want to participate in level three. And then if you wish to join, number one, there's more information on our parish website. So if you go to um, allsaintsnewalbany.org, there's a specific tab for alive. You can also email directly alive at allsaintsnewalbany.org, and I can help facilitate however you would like to participate in that. 
So mm-hmm. alive at allsaintsnewalbany.org, and they can yeah. get more information directly they can get from more information. They can just email directly, or they can see on the website. There'll be a video that'll be posted how other parishes can participate next week. And in your experience now, uh, let's just say, a couple of years as a priest. <laughs> I, I'm not going to, I'm not. Yeah, the gray in my beard is showing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, don't even get started. Don't even get started on that. Um, uh, in your experience, like if you were for, for, if you were in a different community and we're starting again, you would totally do something like this. It isn't just that Ohio is special or New no. Albany, Ohio is special, but rather this could work in Los Angeles, New York, or the rural mountains of Colorado or Vermont anywhere it's it's literally from the acts of the apostles it's all it's how the early church grew and attracted disciples and brought people to christ Amen i'm not doing to anything that. new it's, that's why i call it back to the future it's yeah. just the recipe that was given to us by the early church <laughs> that we're living into so it's a, it's a new way of calling the great commission um uh, the doubling down commission <laughs> <laughs> Very go true. and double Very down true. with people father jason Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been an incredible conversation. It actually makes me feel a little bit alive that our church can still has so much to offer if we just put the energy behind it and and the and remember where we come from and our story when the church was first started and more importantly we when we remember why we do this, which is for Amen. the for the glory of Jesus Christ in our world. Christ is among us. He's the resurrection and the life. There's no death where he is. There's only life. You just have to step into it. Amen. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. To learn more about Tritank, visit tritank.org. Be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can keep up with all of our experiments. The Tritank Podcast is a production of Tritank in association with Resonate Media. Tritank is a joint venture between Virginia Theological Seminary and General Theological Seminary. Again, thanks for joining us. I'm Father Lorenzo Labrija. Until next time, may God bless you. Do you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of hosting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.